Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Awesome! <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast, powered by our friends over at the Eastern Observer. Oh, you can taste the power, you can taste the goodness. Episode 42. Oh, this is our special eight-hour dedication episode to the Miz, our new WWE champion. Buckle up, Buckaroos. This is going to be a great one. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> as apparently as you can see, I am the only one that is happy that this happened over the weekend. I did not expect that. We will get into the elimination chamber in a little bit. Comments are already flowing in. I'm feeling it. James is back in. James, what's up, buddy? I am doing absolutely great tonight. Still celebrating from Sunday night. Absolutely amazing. With us, as always, on the Essential Wrestling Podcast, on the bottom part of our screen, we have our first ever PWP champion, the living legend, John DeConi. John, how are you today, pal? I've been happier, but uh, you know, we're going to sit around and, and uh, talk wrestling for the next hour and a half to two hours, so the world can't be that bad. No, either, there could be worse things going on. Apparently, I guess Tiger Woods uh, got into a little bit of a car accident. We hope uh, he gets better soon. Uh, it's a couple leg injuries from him. So, yeah. So, Tiger, uh, make sure you put on YouTube. Put on all of your Facebook streaming episodes. Find, find us later on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Listen to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. In the top right corner, we have John Smith. John, I watched the show with you. You uh, – I don't know what you think. I, 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 we'll, we'll get into it a little bit. But by the look I was not face, pleased. You know, I was not pleased, and <laughs> I've never, I've never prayed to God about wrestling before. But last night I did. I was really, really praying that Miz would end up losing his championship somehow, just so we wouldn't have to talk about him today. <laughs> but unfortunately, we do. Uh, we will get to the Miz in a second. We are your your trifecta. Here's the way we can put it out here, people. We are your trifecta of upper deckers here. Now, let me explain that. And all the wrestling podcasts out there and the toilet bowl that is the universe, all the negativity, all the, the series, all the – you just shame it. We want to be the ones that are in the tank, the comedic relief, the ones where you take a picture and you show your friends. Look at these upper deckers. We are your trifecta of upper deckers here in the wrestling podcast world. Why that not, was not right? a compliment. That you was not a compliment. I'm trying to say we're the comedic relief in the, the garbage that is the rest of the internet podcast. Actually, no, there's a couple of good ones out there. I shouldn't say that. You, you uh, have a different episode, uh, We have a huge WWE championship match next week that will not include Braun Strowman. Adam Cole was handing out super kicks again on NXT. Tommy Dreamer has had enough of Moose on Impact. Gary Mehefi is back to discuss the heavyweight scrap between Rampage Brown and Joe, uh, Joe Coffey. And what a match that was. Unbelievable. 
Ryan Joy will uh, he'll join us for minutes to bell time. Uh, he will discuss everything with New Japan and uh, both nights of Castle Attack this weekend overseas. I'm going to reveal number seven on my top 30 favorite WrestleMania match. That means we are eight weeks away uh, from the showcase of the Immortals down at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, make sure you get your pirate hats and eye patches ready. We're going with the pirate theme again. I cannot wait. That's going to be fun. Make sure you stay tuned to the end of the show to hear the details on how to win the Jim the Anvil Nineheart Orgot picture courtesy of Sideline Sports and WWE memorabilia. We make our picks for this week's upcoming shows presented, and uh, you'll see the graphics and stats presented by MinutesToBellTime.com. And as always, is sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, she'll like it too. <laughs> uh, we are going to main event the show with All Elite Wrestling and Kenny Omega's... Uh, I don't even know what word to describe the stipulation he threw out there at the end of Dynamite. I don't want to say ridiculous because it's not. I don't want to say absurd. I just I haven't found the right word yet. Um, I guess explosive. I guess is probably the best word to describe it. How about how about five star? Yeah, five star. There's gonna be a lot of stars. A lot of stars. I guess they're, they're, I guess they're on TNT Network. I'm taking that a little bit to uh, to the next level. I guess with that name too, right? Uh, but we're gonna current shirt the show. Like I said, we've been going with the Miz. Uh, you want to just this song has been in my head since Sunday night, so uh, I got permission. There we go. If you want to sing along in your head down there on the bottom part of the ticker, feel free. Um, the Elimination Chamber was this past Sunday. And as you know, I've been tooting along. We all know right now The Miz became the third person, I want to say. I did not look it up. I'm going based off memory here. The third person in history to successfully cash in the Money in the Bank contract twice, joining Edge and CM Punk as the only other two. So now there is... A third person to that very short list. Um, Drew McIntyre won the Elimination Chamber. It came down to him, Styles, and Sheamus. AJ Styles with uh, the flying uh, phenomenal forearm on Sheamus, eliminating him. So actually, Sheamus it didn't come down to McIntyre and Sheamus as we uh, as we both thought, as we all thought. Excuse me. Uh, McIntyre made short work of Styles after hitting him with the Claymore, uh, retaining the title. Uh, Miz had a conversation with MVP. Lashley went down post-match, beat up Drew McIntyre, enough to the point where it took a skull-crushing finale for Miz to cash in and become a two-time WWE champion. So I guess the question is, I know you guys don't want to talk about that, and that's fine. I guess I think it's just me and about two other people in this entire world are actually happy about this. I believe it's me, Maurice, and Monroe. Um, <laughs> where does this leave WrestleMania, John DeConnick? Because we all kind of had thoughts of where things were being placed and what they were setting up for. Not necessarily McIntyre and Sheamus. We kind of had that for Fastlane, but this whole thing with Miz and Morrison and Bad Bunny and Damian Priest and Morrison's writing diss tracks. Uh, this just throws a huge wrench. I mean, I know there's still eight weeks away here, but this is this is a big wrench to throw into this this late in the game. Yeah, and it... it Fastlane two weeks for Mania, it may linger right to the end there because, uh, you know, we, we don't know what we're getting at Fastlane. Uh, and at that, you know, at some point we feel like we've got uh, uh, just a comment. Yeah, you know, James yeah, yeah. was chiming in. Uh, 
uh, yeah, at, at some point, we think, uh, dear God, I hope, you got to get the belt off of Miz so that he, him and Morrison can face Bad Bunny and Priest. You got to assume that's going to be on the WrestleMania card. But where does it go? Because, you know, Drew wasn't even there last night. Uh, we've got Lashley next week with a title shot. Does he get it that quickly? I think probably more likely we see uh, Braun get involved or maybe Drew come back, causes a no contest or a DQ, and they move that to Fastlane as the main event or something like that. But until that all shakes out, we don't really have a clue where we're headed for Mania. Yeah, John Smith, normally at this, at this point in time in the game, in years past, we've had somewhat of an idea what was going on. You know, you know, years, sometimes it's made easy where you knew Roman was going to be in the main event, and if Lesnar was champion, odds are, you know, he was going to be in the main event. And then sometimes you had, you know, like, like Shinsuke Nakamura, when he run the Rumble, he just challenged Styles right away. So we knew that was happening. So, like, it's, yeah. we have, have one match set uh from the chamber we'll get to that match in a second with edge and roman reigns but like this is the raw side of things got a little screwy here yeah well the way i see it going down is that they put the title on the miz for two reasons one to get that briefcase off and finally and two to to give something for bad bunny to cost him at at some point that way it'll add more fuel to their fire going in. Cause I still think we're seeing bad bunny and priest versus Miz and Morrison at WrestleMania. I think the only audible that was called was that Bobby Lashley's getting involved in the world title match. And I still, I think it's going to be a three way between Cesaro Lashley and drew. I think that drew it, that Lashley's either going to win the title next week or the Miz is going to weasel his way out of it. And eventually Lashley's going to win this title from Miz. Miz is not going to have anything to do with the title going into WrestleMania. And Bobby's going to be defending it against Drew and Sheamus, I think. And then that's going to give Drew his WrestleMania moment that he was robbed of last year. Okay. Sheamus, that was the name. I know the name. Uh, I mean, I don't want to throw up speculation. I don't, we haven't used SpongeBob in a while. Actually, I took him off our graphics list here. We have, but this is how rumors get started. You know, Brock Lesnar, you know, the, you know, the, the possibilities, whether the title's on the line or not. But it's, it's the names, for the past couple of years now, people have been wanting to see Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. And I think it's very intriguing now. If you put the belt on Lashley this early or at some point before that, that would be interesting. You know, but I feel like Brock would have been back by now, at least in the Rumble or at the Rumble in some way, shape, or form to set this up. But, uh, I guess to be continued to that. So we will get into more uh, uh, with the, the, the raw stuff and what happened last night in a little bit. But the uh, the SmackDown Elimination Chamber, John DeConi, uh, this was a toss-up uh, because Roman wasn't in it. I think that was actually a beautiful thing that they did. Uh, just take Roman out of it and let him beat the crap out of the winner, which is uh, that's all fun and games. But it really just put this suspense, and they started the show with it, and it was just – I mean, we were all wrong. We all had people. People did pick Daniel Bryan, but what an absolutely – that was fun because you didn't know what was happening. You didn't know what was going to go on. Could have gone – three, four guys could have won that match. Yeah. Yeah, I think going in, uh, really the only people we didn't see winning – I mean, uh, you could have had Jay win it and then, you know, do a finger poke of doom or, you know, uh, refuse to do one and start a rift between him and his cousin. Uh, Corbin and Sammy were probably not going to win it. But, you know, you're yeah. looking at Cesaro. Cesaro's been, you know, getting a lot of uh, really good uh, heat recently. Uh, you know, he's been pushed. Uh, 
You can never go wrong with Daniel Bryan. You had KO sitting there, and you're thinking to yourself, like, you know, okay, do we go KO again? Well, he certainly, you know, he keeps telling you he's not going away. So that's absolutely a possibility. But, uh, yeah, so we got a nice uh, – I was actually a little surprised with Daniel Bryan because I guess I had kind of put him out of my mind. But you, you can't ever be surprised when Daniel Bryan wins a big match. So we had this one start with Daniel Bryan and Cesaro right off the bat. Uh, Corbin was the next one in. Sammy uh, was a little reluctant to come out of his uh, pod, but uh, with a little help from Cesaro, he eventually joined the fun. Uh, he would then get eliminated after he tried to uh, climb on top of a pod, wall walk away from Cesaro. Cesaro chased him down, double booted him, you know, back towards the floor. Cesaro boots to the floor. Anyway, uh, Corb oh, I'm sorry. Corbin was the first one eliminated when Cesaro came back down off that wall walk, uh, sent Corbin for a swing and got him to tap to the sharpshooter. Uh, we had Owens join the fun. We had Uso come in last, coincidentally. Uh, Sammy would then get bounced second. KO after a pretty amazing no-look uh, moonsault. He would be gone third. Uh, da, 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 da. the Uso splash would take out Cesaro and then Jay would climb the pod looking for a super splash on Brian, but he would land on Brian's knees. Then a running knee to Jay's face would seal the win for Daniel Bryan. So then we lift the chamber. Roman Reigns come down. Daniel Bryan barely makes it to his feet in time for them to, you know, kind of just kind of look to see whether or not his eyes are open and say, okay, ring the bell. And there was a kind of a mix-up, I think, with the camera angles there because Roman kind of charged at him, and they were switching camera uh, perspectives. And all of a sudden, he was in the S-lock. Roman was in the S-lock. I didn't quite see how it happened, How you know, if he tripped him, how he got him to the ground. But uh, he was in the S-lock for a little while. It looked uh, like, okay, maybe we could have something going on here. But he would eventually power out, uh, flip uh, – Dana Bryan over. He was in. He was in his guard for a little while, dropping bombs on him. Actually, picked him up and power bombed him, and then just jumped on him with a guillotine. And there wasn't much left to do. Uh, he got the submission or pass out victory. And then during Roman Reigns' celebration afterwards, he would get speared by Edge, who would then point to the WrestleMania sign. The pyro goes off. I think we finally know what our WrestleMania main event is going to be. Yeah, I guess I, I kind of didn't really know. I didn't really know who Edge was going to choose because I could have seen, you know, McIntyre at the time. Obviously, I think that would have been a great match for both guys, and then have Roman do something else, uh, you know, Goldberg or whatever, because that was supposed to happen last year and it didn't. But yeah, Edge made his choice. So yeah, it looks like the main event is set. It's you know, Edge challenging for the Universal Championship. So that's gonna be fun. Spear versus Spear. Um. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go forward to that. We'll see what happens on uh, Friday SmackDowns. I'm sure Roman's not going to be happy that any of this is going on. Uh, Keith Lee, uh, he wasn't able to compete. I guess it was a last-minute thing. I think we uh, the news broke around 3.30, 4 o'clock, I think, officially, that Keith Lee was out. Or maybe it was officially on the pre-show, but the rumors started swirling that Lee was not in the arena. Uh, but they wanted to keep it a triple threat anyway uh, with uh, reasons that I'm sure John Smith will explain because he kind of called us uh, a mile away once he saw that the triple threat was still intact. Uh, they had a fatal four-way on the pre-show 
That was absolutely insane. What an absolutely great match uh, to fill the, the third and final spot for the United States Championship. It was uh, John Morrison, Elias, Mustafa Ali, and Ricochet uh, ended with uh, John Morrison uh, getting the, uh, the roll of pin on Ali, who was too busy admiring uh, Retribution's work on darting, uh, darting Ricochet into the ring post. So John Morrison was the one in advance. Uh, John Smith, as history has shown us before, I believe the last time John Morrison filled in for somebody last minute in a championship match, he ended up winning that championship. And I believe it was the ECW championship, if you're getting uh, too soon. Too soon? It'll it'll always be too soon. Apparently it'll always be. But yeah, that was, that was Johnny Nigel. That was the last appearance of Johnny Nigel. But anyway, but yeah, Morrison was in. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a better replacement for Keith Lee than John Morrison, right? But um, I mean, just in general, that that's that's a great replacement for anybody. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, I I think that Riddle was there to take the pin from Keith Lee originally, but then they called an audible, and they're now they now put the title on Keith on uh, on Riddle, and he needed John Morrison in the match to to take the fall. He took the bro Derek after. Uh, after Lashley put the, this was the longest I've ever seen anybody in the hurt lock without tapping out. Morrison was in that hurt lock for about 15 seconds before Riddle got got himself into the ring with the crutch. So big ups to Morrison for that. But he took MVP's crutch, broke it over Lashley's back, incapacitated him long enough to steal the belt from him. But it's all good because Lashley's moving on to bigger and better things, and the hurt business is going to reign supreme at WrestleMania. There you go. <laughs> we will get into more of the Hurt Business uh, from last night. Uh, actually, really quickly, uh, just one other side note that Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, they defeated Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair to retain the Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, Reggie messed up. Reggie, again, just inserting himself, and we'll get to Reggie when we talk about SmackDown. Uh, he distracted Sasha, leading to a Samoa drop by Nia Jax. So the champ took the pin. Uh, Bianca Belair still looks like she's on pace right now. That match looks like it's on pace uh, for WrestleMania as well. Uh, last week, I uh, I had to apologize to Tyler, our sheriff, and he unfortunately can't be with us again this week. I did forget to show uh, what Tyler's picks for everybody, so I just let everyone know where Tyler's head was at. Uh, he had McIntyre reigns with Kevin Owens and Bobby Lashley. Um, so those were his picks. Gary's picks were on air as well. Here was where we land in the WWE. Only Stanley's have been 11 shows counted towards the Easter, uh, the Essential Wrestling Podcast pool on ProWrestlingPick'em.com. John DeConi <coughs> still with a small lead <coughs> over Ryan Joy, John Smith, Taylor, uh, Tyler Dow, myself, and Gary. Um, all trailing behind. And here's the overall standings, which is now a tie. I will put John DeConi ahead of myself based on win percentage here. But, uh, yeah, it's going to come down. we got a couple shows left. I know two, we got two WWE shows left. we got uh, Impact uh, next month that was just announced. we got Revolution coming up uh, next weekend. So this should be a fun way to end things for the season going into WrestleMania. So get excited and then make sure, as, as Ryan Joy has been pointing out, and he, he's exactly right, make sure, you know, start ProWrestlingPickham.com. Go now. 
It's the end of the season. Everything starts back at zero after WrestleMania. Uh, so get your feet wet. Get the Learn the site. Learn the system. The app is in development, so that's going to make things a lot easier. Uh, hopefully that will be out just around WrestleMania time. Uh, but definitely it's, it's a lot of fun. We had fun with it. A lot of bragging rights on the line. Um, like I said, you get the distinction. If you become a pro wrestling pick'em champion, you get a championship for life. Right, John McCauley? Indeed. Nobody can ever take that away from you. <laughs> Last night on Raw, uh, The Miz came out. Uh, hold on. Let me see. You know what? i got to put the second part of the song up here. There we go. Uh, Last night on Raw, uh, The Miz came out on Miz TV. Again, everybody doubted him. Nobody believes him. Same spiel he, he spent out 10 years ago. Still holds true. John the County, we had the guy uh, here just overhearing you blast him in pre-production. And he's like, yeah, you liked him when he was nothing. but now Because he didn't think he could get there again. So now he's proven everybody wrong again. The same story. It fits twice in the situation when it's 10 years apart. Uh, here comes Bobby Lashley. And according to his deal, uh, according to the deal that him and The Miz made, uh, Bobby was supposed to be first in line. Uh, so Bobby gave him an, uh, an hour ultimatum to, uh, make his decision. Miz needed more time. Also, Adam Pierce is kind of pushing this. I mean, he wasn't involved. Like, he was telling the Miz backstage, you know, oh, I wasn't a part of it. You made the deal, you know, man up, which is fine. But then he's pushing it in the ring. I think that was a little odd. Uh, but then here comes Shane McMahon. Here comes the money and here comes Braun Strowman. Again, Strowman again with Shane McMahon. Uh, something is going to happen there, but, uh, what's upsetting me is that Shane has still has it out for the Miz right now. We need Mr. Mazanin to come in to set Shane right, putting, uh, the Miz and all these, uh, this bad situation of a potential triple threat. If Strowman beat and Bob, uh, Strowman beat Bobby Lashley in the main event, John Smith. Which he did not, much to my surprise. I, I thought that, I mean, I didn't think Bobby Lashley was going to lose clean, but I thought there was just going to be some chicanery involved where we would be yeah. getting a triple threat next week. And, I mean, Lashley just looked dominant, man. I mean, Braun got some stuff in. It wasn't a squash or anything like that. But for him to just, you know, slam him at the end and, you know, put him in that hurt lock after the bell, I – he looked great, man, and I think they're just building him up to be – he's the next Brock Lesnar. You know, like we're going to be talking about how he he's had the title for too long in a couple of years and stuff like that. I Like the Hurt Business is putting him in in such the right trajectory where he can he can take the ball and run with it, and if they can get him to, to, to get Brock Lesnar to put him over, that would be, you know, glorious if that were to happen at WrestleMania. Yeah, Braun Strowman hit that running power slam that's put down everybody in, in the world, including Roman Reigns, including Goldberg, and Lashley kicks out of it, hits one spear, and Strowman's down for three. You know, he kicked out at four, which is a second too late, but he got – that shocked me. Again, yeah, I, I didn't think Strowman was going to win, but, you know, I, you know Shane – seems like Shane's been kind of poking the bear. I figured the Miz, Miz didn't want a triple threat at all. I figured maybe him or Morrison would have done something. Miz was at ringside, so it was that was a hey, triple threat. Triple threat would have worked out better for the Miz because that's no DQ, and then he can have Morrison help him out. Yeah, that's that's potentially too. So now, uh, going into next Monday night, we actually have it, it's going to be for the WWE. Did they seriously not give the Miz the belt yet on the graphic? 
<laughs> All right, let me change that. There we go. That's better. So the WWE champion is he will be defending uh, for the first time in 10 years, defending the WWE championship against Bobby Lashley. Um, so John DeConi, we'll start with you. Uh, who do you got in this? I mean, this is this is right off the bat. They're not going to wait till fast lane. Uh, this 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 could be detrimental. Uh, uh, even if we were picking this for points, I think I would have to uh, click on the no contest button. I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell that we get a, any kind of definitive answer to the question at the end of this match. I guess I could see it going to Lashley, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Someone, someone's getting involved here, whether it's Drew saying, hey, did you guys forget about me? Or Braun saying, I, I, you know, I'm not okay with the fact that uh, I got, you know, what happened last week. Even though I lost cleanly, I'm not okay with it. Something's going to happen here. There's no way that match is ending with a clean pinfall. John Smith. I would love for Lashley to just take this belt off of the Miz now, but I don't see it happening. I got – I mean, I guess no contest is just as good as anything. Maybe the Miz gets some sort of cheap victory, or I, I don't know. The DQ count out. I don't know. Miz is coming out with the title. Unfortunately, I, I think it's. I think it's going to be at the pay per view when he loses it. Yeah, just, there's, no, there's absolutely no reason that Morrison just shouldn't just jump in just, and just start beating up Bobby Lashley once things get too. That's it, not. It's really it's just John. Yeah. I mean, too bad. Just I don't care if I lose. Just, just get in there and start swinging. Just save me. Exactly. John Smith, staying with the Hurt Business, because you are our resident Hurt Business aficionado, enthusiast, I guess, either or. Uh, the tag team champs were in action in a non-title match, but it was a tornado match, and those matches are a lot of fun. Yeah, I love tornado tag matches. I think all tag matches should be tornado matches. I, think, I mean, it would take away a lot of the psychology of tag team wrestling, so maybe that, would, that wouldn't be good if we always got Tornado. But I'd love to see more Tornado than we get because I, I think, you know, the, the possibilities are great. And it's, you know, the, the weaker team is able to, to win in, in a Tornado match because, you know, of all the stipulations involved. But that was not the case here. The champs won. Lucha House Party put on a good showing, but Alexander hit the uh, – the knee strike while Benjamin was like holding him up for something. It was pretty. Uh, I don't know, kind of kind of a cluster bleep looking ending, but it was devastating. So I'll give it to him. Yeah, it was, Benjamin ended up hitting Pater. Uh, that was the, the the last straw. Benjamin did hit. I mean, sorry, Alexander did hit him with something uh, before that. So yeah, so business is booming. MVP was happy. There was no dissension this match between Cedric and Shelton or Cedric and MVP. Uh, MVP, hey, there's my pit bull there, you know, so he was, he's back to being more, so hopefully they just calm down, you know, breaking up the hurt business for the time being, they're, they're doing good right now, it's not, fix something that's not broken here, I guess, to put it that way. Um, John DeConi, we saw, uh, our new United States champion, our, our new, uh, bro champion walking around with MVP's United States title. Uh, we saw him in action in a non-title match against uh, Johnny Drip Drip. Yes, indeed. Uh, first, we saw him backstage thanking the Lucha House Party for uh, helping him finally get a victory in his favorite video game. I'm not yeah. sure exactly what that was about. But more importantly, what came out of that segment was 
we now know that the little eagle on MVP's United States Championship is called Travis. Yes. So Riddle and Little Travito made their way down to ringside to face John Morrison. Uh, they had a really good back and forth. I, I could watch those two go, you know, uh, at a, at a you know, pay-per-view length uh, title match in the future sometime and be quite entertained, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but it all ended when uh, Morrison was attempting Starship Pain, and I, was, that, I thought that was a really uh, cool counter-slash-nullification you know, move that they did there where Riddle kind of jumped up and grabbed him while he was on uh, the turnbuckle. And uh, turned it around into Bro Derek for the win. Yeah, and uh, I guess maybe Riddle is a big fan of Tuesday mornings on the Daily Wrestling News show. The only other Travis I know is Ryan's cousin, and and I know I guess maybe Riddle's a big fan. So that's 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 great that Travis has a fan out there. Put Travis and that's one more than I have, you know. Right, the least at the moment, right? <laughs> <laughs> Need to get on the uh, Daily Wrestling News show more often. I should be. Okay, yeah, I got Wally Pipped bad. I missed one episode, and all of a sudden now I slot filled get my guests every week, which is great. Now Ryan's had some great guests. Yeah. So it's been it's been a lot of fun for those who want to check out the Daily Wrestling News Show on Monday mornings. He's got he's got that Florida independent scene just nailed down, and he's he's loving it. It's really really good. Uh, and then John the kind of thing we do. I wanted somebody to talk about this match because for whatever reason I felt like Damian Priest and Angel Garza. This match, I, I, I don't want to say pretty much because we haven't seen Garza in anything major in a while. You kind of figured this would have just been uh, Priest hitting his moves and, and done and done. Uh, Garza put up a fight. Garza got, you know, held his own. That was, This was actually quite shocking that this match went as long as, I mean, it wasn't a surprise that Priest won, but I'll give these two some love here. That was That was good. Yeah, that, that was a genuine back and forth for, you know, a situation where you wouldn't be shocked to see Priest kind of get a squash here. It absolutely was not. Uh, at one point, he got clotheslined to the floor, which gave Garza a little time to draw Jack with Bad Bunny at ringside. Uh, you know, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Jesus. Uh, Damian Priest. He hit uh, his broken arrow uh, fairly early on. They only got a two count out of it. They went back and forth some more. Eventually, uh, Priest, uh, after he got knocked out of the ring, came back in, hit that uh, top turnbuckle spinning kick, and that set him up for what used to be the reckoning. Now is the hit the lights, and uh, he got the he got the victory. Uh, that's not where it would end because uh, the twenty four seven division wanted to have their say. Uh, we had uh, Tozawa, Umberto Carrillo, who knew he still had a job, and uh, Drew Bulak. <laughs> all made their way to the ring. Uh, Tozawa and Umberto kind of got uh, flicked off by Damian Priest. And just to put that bunny over a little bit, he got to grab Drew Gulak by the scruff of his neck and toss him out of the ring and uh, retain his title for just a wee bit longer. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'll hold it for a while. I, this is fun that Priest is like the protector of that belt and, and, and Bunny's that. That's, that's okay. Give Bunny some time to train before WrestleMania before he has to get into the ring. And our truth on on the hunt is, you know, he's hunting he's hunting bunnies. Gonna be yeah. fun. <laughs> Bunny season, rabbit season, bunny season, duck season. Uh, the rest of Raw went as follows. Uh, Randy Orton claims uh, he was the first one eliminated in the elimination chamber on the, uh, the on the Raw side. Claims he was been distracted by Alexa Bliss. And honestly, Randy, aren't we all? I mean, aren't we all? Can't argue with that. 
Can't blame him. Uh, but then uh, he started coughing up this black stuff uh, from his mouth. So one can only assume that Papa Shango is back in the picture and is now signed to Monday Night Raw. So keep your uh, head on your shoulders here. Uh, look for the voodoo master, Papa Shango, coming out of retirement. Hall of Famer, Papa Shango. Ah, the Godfather was a Hall of Famer, right? Not the – yeah, not Papa Shango. The Godfather. Okay. Not <laughs> Kyle. Not uh, – yeah. Uh, so then uh, – and the tag team division still uh, – again, they were promoting as, oh, this is big in, in the tag team division on, on the Raw side of things. Uh, the New Day defeated Eyeliner and Lash. Love you, babe. Eyeliner and Lash of Retribution. Um, Retribution, uh, they hit that double choke slam, and Ali, and they had the win, and Ali wanted to do it one more time, and then just opened the doors to the New Day. Uh, I believe it was a Trouble in Paradise follow. I Woods did something. I, I blinked for five seconds, and uh, they got the win. So the New Day got the win. Again, Xavier Woods repeatedly calling out Reckoning. So Reckoning's back on TV now, so that's – she was off the past two weeks too, so it kind of made sense. Maybe you know, maybe it could have been a COVID thing why Keith Lee was gone. Uh, but Reckoning's back on TV now, so hopefully Keith Lee uh, and her fiance, actually Reckoning's, uh, she's she's the evil twin sister of Mia Yim according to Twitter. So uh, her sister Mia Yim is now engaged. So, but they all live in the same house apparently. So hopefully Keith Lee would just be right behind them. There was a promo for Rhea Ripley, which I thought was actually really cool. Uh, for those who don't know Rhea Ripley from NXT, uh, she owned the Survivor Series back in 2019. She just finished second in the Royal Rumble this year, and she made and she uh, defended Walk the Isle as NXT champion uh, at this past year's WrestleMania in a huge match against Charlotte Flair. So that resume right there is probably the best resume I've ever seen on somebody who hasn't as officially been called up to the main roster yet. She's owned three pay-per-views already so far. So Rhea Ripley is going to Raw. That was official as per that promo. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, they were in uh, tag team action against uh, Charlotte and Asuka. Charlotte accidentally hit Asuka, and then Nia Jax dropped a leg on Charlotte for the pin. Or she dropped it on Asuka. Yeah, she, she dropped it on somebody. Anyway, but uh, Asuka was not too happy about this. The story here is that Asuka is not happy. That actually Charlotte accidentally hit her. It was inadvertent, uh, to Charlotte's credit. But uh, Oscar got upset, and Charlotte's like, "Fine, whatever. I don't really care." So they it looks like they're done. Charlotte then went on backstage and had an argument with Daddy. Uh, you know, Rick is doing uh, taking up her time. Um, this is her time now to represent the Flair family, and Rick's just trying to, you know, Rick said his piece, but. Charlotte, thank hey, you. If you want to fall, if you want something to fall asleep to, if you're having some insomnia, just go watch that Charlotte and Ric Flair segment backstage. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, but yeah, she wants Rick to just go home. Like you're done. My time now. You're taking up my time. You're doing all the stuff on my time. Um, that was, I believe, Triple H's old music theme too, right? My time now. So she's obviously a big Triple H fan. So. Definitely. Uh, and also, again, in women's tag team, Naomi and Lana defeated Mandy and Dana uh, Dana Brooke. Fairly quickly, <laughs> that was – see, if you were to, like, flip-flop that and the Garza Priest match, I think that would have made more sense in my head. But Naomi just – how good is she? She dropped Mandy Rose real quick. Um, they hit uh, – Naomi and uh, Lana hit a double X-factor for the win. Uh, Sheamus defeated he uh, Jeff Hardy with a bro kick. This was the first time 
Uh, they fought outside of a bar in quite some time. And AJ Styles defeated Ricochet uh, after the Styles clash. And then uh, Omos, Omas, excuse me, he hit a double-headed choke slam on Ricochet just for fun. Whereas John McConaughey mm-hmm. said just for S's and G's. Going to SmackDown. Well, we're taking up some time here. Gary, we will get to you in a second, pal. I know it's late where you are. Please, hopefully you're still awake right now. Going into SmackDown, uh, Seth Rollins, he came out, uh, did a little uh, promo. Uh, his jacket and pant ensemble, it was absolutely amazing this past Friday. Please go back just to see the, the suit he was wearing. It was borderline ridiculous to the point where it was amazing. You know, it was just one of those things. Um, Rollins drafted up something with his lawyers. He was upset uh, that the wrestlers walked out of his big speech last week. They actually had the actual letter that he wrote on Twitter. If anyone wants to go read it, it really says nothing about anything. But, um, yeah, he's, he's got it out for Cesaro. So look for that. Hopefully to go to WrestleMania. Uh, John DeConi, there was, I, I want to say a number one contenders match for the Intercontinental title. But the two guys that have been after Big E as of recent, uh, they went at it, and uh, before the match started, Apollo Crews backstage, Nigerian royalty, huh? Who knew? Yeah, man. <laughs> Just throw it out there. Why not? Uh, man, maybe he's, uh, you know, he's got a cousin in Zamunda. Going to get a little lacrosse promotion coming up soon. Maybe. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, so, we, yeah, we had uh, Nakamura and Apollo. Uh, we had Biggie with his living room set up right at ringside, uh, <laughs> complete with a TV dinner. Uh, and early on, Apollo sends uh, Shinsuke right into Biggie, so that that upset uh, the champ a little bit. Uh, Apollo went to attempt a press slam. Nakamura reversed it into an armbar pinning combo for the win. And afterwards, Apollo attacked Shinsuke. Went outside, went to go at him some more with the ring steps. Biggie kind of got in the middle, said, enough's enough. It's over. Let it go. And the minute he turned his back to go to uh, help out Shinsuke, Apollo attacked Big E. And uh, Big E would wind up leaving on a stretcher after being pummeled with the ring steps and then having them uh, presumably dropped on him from inside the ring to outside where he was already laying prone. Yep. A bad day for the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, taking to the local medical facility. Um, on, the, on the second ever episode of uh, Ding Dong Hello, one of my favorite shows of all time. It's not Miss TV. It's not the Super Bowl Sessions, but it, it's up there. Ding Dong Hello is now. It, it's growing on me, very much so. Um, a lot of it had to do with uh, Sasha and Bianca versus Nia and, and Shayna at... Uh, the Elimination Chamber, uh, it's, so we're not, we're not going to talk about that, but this, this whole thing, I want to bring it up, this whole thing with Reginald, uh, he came in again, uh, and he, he's trying, he's, he's, it's smitten the word here, they like to use in WWE, smitten with Sasha Banks, to the point where he's actually paying more attention to her, he got busted, Carmella called him out on it. Later, when he actually brought a bad bottle of wine that she didn't like, or maybe after the fact that he got caught lying, maybe she didn't like it. She just happened to not like it. You know, then you know, far be it from a woman to do that, I guess. Um, but uh, Reginald put himself again. And it was it was a three on three with with Shane and I and Bailey, who was not in wrestling gear. So you know, shout out to her wrestling in bare feet. You know, she went bro style uh, against Sasha Bianca and and Reginald. 
So again, Reggie's uh, rolling around with the women, but he's got this something for Sasha Banks. I think Sasha, you know, I know someday he would say otherwise, but I think Sa this is eventually going to, you know, Reggie's going to help her. I wouldn't be shocked if Sasha wins at WrestleMania with this big thing where Reggie finally, you know, she finally accepts Reggie and Reggie leaves Carmella for, for Sasha Banks. Uh, John Smith, uh, you know, you know, that was, you know, had somewhat, you know, you can kind of see the heel turn coming here. I think we might have had a full-fledged heel turn because Otis is really taking this Alpha Academy stuff to heart here. Yeah, it seems to be that way. And, I mean, the, to do it on the Mysterios is, I mean, a good way to do it because you're never going to boo the Mysterios. So, I just, you know, the... the he was the match only went like a minute, and Otis wouldn't get out of the ring, and he just kept splashing Ray, hurt his ribs, disqualification. <laughs> then Gable Gable held him down in the corner and let him do a big splash off the second rope. My big question is why did, couldn't why couldn't this happen with heavy machinery? Why did this have to happen with with Otis and Gable? Why couldn't Gable be with the two of them or something? Like it doesn't make sense to why they broke up a tag team when they're hurting for tag teams so bad. Yeah, and, and and Tucker Tucker wasn't even in that twenty four seven running, you know, from Raw last <laughs> night. You know, where 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 was Tucker in that? You know, only three guys now. You know, Tucker's involved in that. You know, he's carrying big yeah, big yeah, or bad bunnies bags. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, they uh, yeah, there was no reason they could have kept heading together. There was no reason to give Otis the money in the bank. You know, there there was a lot of fail here with what to do with Otis. And I'm kind of hoping that this is maybe a way to, to correct some of it. You know, a heel Otis, you know, this sounds fun. Sounds like it could be fun. You know, if they eventually, you know, it's going to be an easy swing back for him. You know, maybe, maybe it is just a setup for Otis and Gable at WrestleMania. Get the you know, Chad Gable some spotlight here. That'd be fun. And then uh, another uh, women's tag team match, uh, Tamina and Natalia defeated the Riot Squad. Um, after a boss man slam by Tamina. Shout out to the boss man. All right. Um, Billy Kay came in to celebrate with them, only to be super kicked. So, gentlemen, we are going to, to uh, put you uh, backstage for a little bit. We're going to bring in uh, our studly UK correspondent, Gary Meheffy. Um, so say hi to your loved ones. Go get some groceries. We will see you shortly for NXT. And Gary, top of the morning. I'll do that to you every week. I always leave that name played over that beautiful face of yours. Gary, top of the evening to you. Sorry we uh, we kept it back there a little later than normal today. A lot of stuff going on uh, in the chamber. Happy Ms. Appreciation Day. <laughs> I know. I mean, if, if, if one thing's going to put me to sleep, it's thinking about the Miz wrestling. So it's like, you know. <laughs> anyway, all right, so we'll put the UK uh, uh, logo up there. There we go. Uh, Gary, we were looking forward to Rampage and to Joe Coffee. I, I don't think this disappointed at all. No, this is the this is the opposite of the Miz. These two boys did not come to play. Um, I can safely say that. It's like. They they literally uh, when when Ron and I were talking about it on Daily Wrestling News Show um, on Friday, I described it as uh, two big boys fighting who fought a big boy fight, and boy did they ever! Um, they brought it to each other. They didn't hold anything back. 
um, they were abs they were absolutely um, superb. It really was uh, just class. It was brilliant. Yeah, it, it was hard hitting. It was everything we wanted it to be. Uh, for my notes, right, we got uh, he blocked the best of the Bell's clothesline. He didn't just duck it in, you know, take it. In. He flat out blocked it and turned it into the doctor bomb. So that was an impressive ending. Not to mention, I don't know what the names of these moves mean, and I want to know. Do you have any idea what best of the Bell's is or what the doctor bomb that Makes no sense to me, but I absolutely love it for whatever reason. Best of the bells. Actually, I don't even know. I'll have to. I'll have to go and find that out. But like the, the most amazing thing for me in it, um, that I absolutely loved, was the fact that the story they told through the whole match, when you had Joe Coffey injuring his arm on the outside, and then he couldn't do some of his moves, and he couldn't do best of the bells properly. I mean, it was it was such a good layout to the whole to the whole thing. And they really are. I noticed that NXT UK had sent out a tweet this week saying, um, who can stop Walter? What's going to happen with Walter type of thing? And I'm now sitting going, yeah, I'm wondering this week on NXT UK on the show, is Walter going to come out and say something? And Rampage is going to come out and go, right, big boy, I'm coming for you. Because he's worked his way through. I mean, Joe Coffey is... Like, like, like the godfather, effectively, of NXT UK. And Rampage has now taken him out and said, right, I'm coming for everybody. And so it looks as if we probably head that way. Next in line now, he kind of – and then speaking of Walter, he actually just broke Pete Dunne's record for longest reigning, which is no small feat. That's over 650 days or – six. Something ridiculous. Um, I mean, he had the pause. Pete Dunne had a little bit of a pause himself. He won it, and then they were still kind of waiting for the shows to start and everything. So, but, you know, to be fair, it's fair. But, yeah, that's that's not an easy thing to do. Uh, you got over 1,200 days. It's is absolutely impressive. And the funny thing is, they're not even halfway to Bruno or San Martino yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the NXT... Uh, uh, speaking of championships, the Heritage Cup, the Heritage Championship Cup, that was on the line. We got some round wrestling to start to show off. And uh, very impressive by Shaw Samuels right off the bat. He was, AK was in a bad way right off the bat. Yeah, and again, there's like some superb stories told throughout this. And I remember having a conversation um, with you way back when we when we started when this when the heritage cup all started the discussion about like the how the round system wouldn't distract from the match and how the round system wouldn't uh like would you be able to tell a good story through it and so on and this was just brilliant as you say you had shah samuels taking him taking the fall in the first and they spent the entire match putting over his submission putting over the butcher's hook um like so much in fact in the round was it round four when he had it in at the end of the round as the bell went and if he got that that he would have won i mean the story they told during it was brilliant a kid has shown um exceptional wrestling exceptional ability um and it's just been it's just been brilliant to see i was pleased to see they put him over i thought that noam dar might have got involved somewhere but 
I was glad to see that, say they had a good match, that Shaw Samuels uh, was not treated as a joke. He came in and, re- and really was, was pushed. But in the end, A-Kid came through and took it in the fifth, obviously. Okay, so that's A-Kid 3. I'm sorry, A-Kid 2. Challengers set up by Noam Dar 0. So uh, you got to think Noam is going to be putting himself in one of these matches eventually. And I do believe they met in the first round or the second round of that tournament. They met, and then A-Kid, I think that's where this is all stemming from, Gary, is that, you know, Noam, he doesn't forget, you know, too easily. So I think this is kind of set up to soften him up uh, for him to get the job done. So hopefully we'll look for that uh, sometime soon. Um, ben Carter defeated Josh Morrell. I'm not going to call Josh Morrell in action anymore. Or this is like the third week in a row. Uh, where he's been in the ring and he's been doing well. Yeah, they really have. I mean, they've shown him. I say, when when I saw he was in the ring, as you said, I saw him waiting for somebody and thought, oh, this will be an easy win for Ben Carter. But every week they've given Josh Morrell a little bit more. And I've described him previously as almost like when New Japan with the, the young boys, they've given him a little bit where you think, oh, he can wrestle. He's quite good. But it's not his time now. And so and maybe in a few months down the line, he'll get a win and he'll start to build up and he'll get his time. But you can see that, the, that he has the ability. But as you said, Ben Carter, who's been an amazing acquisition for NXT UK, um, obviously beating him with the spin and neck breaker and then the frog splash on the top. Yeah. So it was, it was great. Yeah, that's what Jersey guys do, Gary. I think you need to start getting used to it. I know there's not many many of them in the NXT UK. We got one guy, and I didn't even think that was possible. I forgot about the Isle of Jersey. But, uh, yeah, so Ben Carter, look for some good things coming from him. I can't wait till he starts to, you know, developing character and getting into these, these big feuds, and it's going to be a lot of fun with him. It's only a matter of time. Uh, Danny Luna, who we saw in a promo, uh, in a video package from the week before, she defeated Aaliyah James. With a uh, with a version of the power bomb that was very impressive. Yeah, I mean, I've been impressed. We talked last week, and I was saying that, like, I've been impressed when you knew NXT UK had a one-hour show. Like, how much could they involve the women? And if it was a slightly smaller women's roster, what would they do? But they have given so much emphasis on the women, and we had seen promos last week from Danny Luna and seen promos on other people. And as you say, they they really are. Um, giving it better. Um, they 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 really are um, making her uh, like show show her power. You use her use her. Say that she won with a power bomb, but they're showing all the, the lifting and all the strength ability that she has to be a force in the women's division. Yeah, and it's 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 getting it's getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And we're gonna get into uh, the, the big dogs in a little bit because uh, next week. Uh, on March 4th, Miko uh, is going to be challenging Kaylee Wright. They had the press conference for it. Um, they're both excited for it. So we will, that's next week's episode. Make sure you tune back in around this time between the 6.30, 6.45 mark Eastern time, uh, 11.30, 11.45 overseas. And we'll, we'll be talking Kaylee Wright and Miko Satamora because that will probably main event the show. Uh, but this week, uh, we have a tag team championship match. And we've kind of been waiting for this one, uh, for this one too for quite some time. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm Gary, screw it. I'm going to go pretty deadly on this one. Uh, cause <laughs> if it's not them and it's not now, 
then I then you got me. I have absolutely no idea when and why and where Gallus are going to lose those titles. So for that reason, that was known. I think in an actual match, I think Gallus should win this. But I just think the timing of this is more just like okay, like we got to do something here, something different. Yeah, I mean, I I could I could see the same. I do agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm a big Gallus supporter, but with the way that they've pushed. Uh, it's pretty deadly in the way that they've developed them. That has actually got me from when they came out at first, the very first week I saw them come out, I was like, ugh, here we come. So it's, it's like the brood from back in the day with, with Gangrel that came out looking like Edge and Christian from 20 years ago. And I was like, okay. Um, but actually, the more they've worked and the harder they've wrestled and the more they've done, I've gone, okay. And even with Eddie Dennis having been involved with them like a couple of months ago when all the stuff was happening, you could see all these things sort of coming to a head. And it, it wouldn't surprise me, as you say, to see maybe through some sort of shenanigans, but it wouldn't surprise yeah. me to see Pretty Deadly take the belts. Yeah, and a lot of the stories, it, it, it's been about Pretty Deadly, and it's been about the hunt, and it's been about it. It's Nothing's been about Gallus. They've just been kind of sitting on top. Maybe with, with exactly what they were doing in that number one contenders match. Them and Joe are just sitting there eating popcorn, <laughs> laughing. So everybody else, they just... So uh, maybe Eddie Dennis does something. Maybe Eddie Dennis, you know, you know, the hunt failed him. So now he's going to go back to pretty deadly. Maybe that's an option. Uh, we'll see. So looking forward to that. And uh, always looking forward to you, Gary. I look forward to this conversation each and every week, as I'm sure all of our viewers do. Uh, we appreciate you staying up late. Um, and like I said, Drew was off uh, last night. He doing okay? Yeah, Joe, I, I'm nearly, it's nearly radio silence again. I did message him and went, Oh, you've been given the night off. Are you just uh, off TV or is everything all right? And I haven't heard anything back today. So uh, as far as I know from here, listening to other people, I think it was just, yeah, they kept them off TV because I know Uncle Dave was saying on his, he felt that they had just kept them off TV because if he'd been there, he would have had to go in and kill the Miz, but he couldn't because they wanted Lashley to be going with Miz. So apparently it seems as if he's just being kept off for now, but say so we'll see. I haven't heard anything back from him, so. Yeah, and then, well, the thing is, the skull crushing finale is probably top three, like one of the, the greatest finishing moves of all time. That's concussion protocol right off the bat. I think that's probably the kind of, like, if you take this move, you have to be in concussion protocol and you have to sit out the next night. So, Gary, <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate you. Uh, we will see you next week, Kaylee Ray and Miko. Looking forward to it, pal. No problem. See you later. All right, so we're going to thank you, Gary. We're going to bring back in John Smith. We're going to bring back in John DeConi. Gentlemen, I uh, hope you had some uh, good time with your, your loved ones and you got the groceries you need for Impact later tonight. Uh, but we are going to go right to NXT um, because this whole thing with the Undisputed Era uh, pretty much blowing up in front of our eyes uh, started in the ring with Kyle O'Reilly. He wanted answers of cold. He got Roddy. That didn't work. That's not what he wanted to hear. Then he got Finn Balor, and that's definitely not what he wanted to hear. Um, ended up turning into a, a, a brawl involving Pete Thon, who was six man that made an event in the show. Yeah, it turned out to be a pretty good main event. Um, I mean, who was it? Uh, wait, I'm on the wrong page right now. Sorry. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly ended up wrestling most of the match um he, uh by the end of it uh cole came out and he did the uh he did kind of like a brogue kick on him 
It was it was like blatantly not. It was so totally Sheamus's move. It was funny. And then he suplexed him onto the steps. And <laughs> apparently Kyle O'Reilly sold it so well that everybody thought that he actually had a seizure and that medical teams had to come in and, and help him out. So uh, kudos to him for, for uh, being a good actor. Yeah, and then Adam Cole came in. Uh, Adam Cole came out post-match. I'm sorry, I was reading a, a comment right now. James chiming in. He's calling him the heartburn kid. Uh, Adam Cole. So uh, he came in and you know, super kicks for everybody, and he actually uh, suplexed or brain buster. I believe it was a, it was supposed to be a brain buster. It was more of a suplex from O'Reilly onto the steps, and that caused almost a, a real life situation. People were scared that O'Reilly was having a seizure, like, uh, and they actually, you know, Triple H was out there checking on him. Like the, the cell job was absolutely uh, perfect. Kyle O'Reilly is okay. He came in saying he was completely fine. Uh, thank God for that. Uh, Cole's still not saying anything. He put him on social media. It's like, this is doing all the talking for me. Uh, but that didn't stop Pat McAfee from chiming in um, from his private jet in the air. He was right all along. Adam Cole is a D-hole. So uh, the hashtag Pat was right. So it's... Uh, um, I guess we kind of all knew that, you know, Bullet Club for life. It really doesn't matter where you are. You ask Finn Balor, ask Kenta, ask Kenny Omega. If you if you ever wore that shirt, uh, you're the hole, and the fans will love you for it. <laughs> uh, I completely missed last week uh, watching Takeover. I think John Smith and I uh, were we were not paying attention when uh, Dexter Loomis abducted Awesome Theory. Uh, they so we apologize for not even bringing that to everybody's attention. But then there was a tag team match, a women's tag team match. It was a rematch of the semifinals of the of the Dusty Cup uh, that Johnny Gargano christened Revengeance Day because <laughs> Candice and Indy should have been the ones uh, at Revengeance. So this is Revengeance Day. Uh, they went at it again, John the Connie. Yeah, so unfortunately, you know, the, these four have uh, some really good chemistry in the ring, but this match was it was more about everything else. It was about Johnny on commentary. It was about the the creepy white van pulling up outside. Uh, then it was about Johnny going out to check in the van, and then we went back to the ring for a couple of seconds, and the next thing you know, Johnny shows up on the top of the ramp. He's found Austin Theory. He's there in his skivvies, but... And, and of, of course, a fanny pack, but uh, he has been uh, he's been liberated from the clutches of the evil Dexter Loomis. And Candace was so excited. She went up the ramp to help them celebrate, unfortunately, leaving indie wrestling alone. And she suffered a roll up pin by Ember. So the way lost again. But I guess in a way, the way came out on top because the family was all back together. Yeah, and actually just announced right before we went on air, Ryan Joy caught it on, on Twitter. He got the graphic ready. We're good to go. So tomorrow night in a non-title match, um, it will be Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano, I guess, for the uh, – I guess the – I don't want to say the right for Austin Theory, but just uh, a match over the, the abduction of Austin Theory. So uh, John, John Smith as our uh, – 
Um, I'm guessing you threw that one to me because I, I stopped Dan hearing you for a second. But uh, um, I'm going with Dexter Loomis. Uh, I mean, either Loomis. way, whether whether there's a DQ Man. or a count out. Or go, can you hear me? I can hear you. I can barely hear you right now. All right. I well, I think either way the match goes. Loomis is coming out looking strong. Johnny's coming out looking weak. Whether it's a no matter no matter how the match ends, I think that's the, the going to be the outcome. So non-title, so it doesn't really matter. All right. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I sound better. I, I can hear you guys better. I'm having some kind of Wi-Fi issue. I know my stepson was on a video call with. Uh, she's just a friend. So uh, I got him to get off that, so hopefully that'll make my connection better. But, uh, yeah, John DeConi, who do you got in this one? Uh, if we get a finish to it, I'm going to say uh, Dexter pulls it out. You know, you got to have a reason to then eventually set up the title match, so you got to beat the champ to get that shot at the title. So give me Dexter Loomis here. Completely agreed. Um, speaking of uh, title shots and title opportunities, uh, both there, uh, there was a presentation of the Dusty Trophy to both winners, MSK and uh, Raquel and Dakota Kai. Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai. Uh, MSK is kind of uneventful. Both, actually, excuse me, both teams are going to get their championship matches on March third, uh, which will be in the next Wednesday. So we'll be picking those matches next week on the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Uh, but this kind of turned into a showdown as Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax showed up. And uh, MSK got the popcorn out. It was fun to see them uh, being, I guess, treehouse-ish uh, from their <laughs> impact days. Uh, Beth Phoenix was joining them. That was funny. And uh, they went at it. And they, uh, you know, Shayna and Dakota, they have had that history together. Uh, Shayna actually messed up Dakota's arm pretty bad. i say about two, three years ago. Uh uh, when Dakota was fresh off the Mayon Classic and she was this shy little girl just trying to fit in, and she was definitely afraid of Shayna Baszler. And uh, that's not the case now. There's a different Dakota. She's got a powerful, powerful friend with her. And uh, that should be an interesting match. Um, looking forward to it, and hopefully, you know, I said I'm going to be cheering for Dakota and Raquel. I'll spoil that right now. Love to see them at WrestleMania somehow. Um Tony Storm jumped Io Shirai during Io's photo shoot or championship photo shoot. Um, they didn't show a video of this. They just showed the pictures the photographer was taking. So good for him. He was still actually doing his job. Uh, meanwhile, his the, the subject of what he was trying to shoot was getting her ass kicked. So kudos to that photographer. You know, you, you know just keep on going. Keep on going. Dedication. Uh Zoe Stark. Anyone want to, we didn't discuss this. Anybody want to talk about Zoe Stark and what that flipping face buster thing she did at the she looked impressive. Yeah, it was like it was like a, a tilt-a-whirl go to sleep, you know, flipping somebody uh you know the heels over tea kettle and then landing with a, a knee right to the face. That was impressive. Tea kettle. Wait, the person she was fighting was in retribution. <laughs> no. Maybe uh, yeah, so like chicken sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm excited about this. I think she's gonna fit right in. I think, like I said, they they just signed her. They they put her in the tournament, and now 
Uh, they, they they gave her an in-action match, so you know she's on her way. Uh, and I guess we'll be uh, the 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 one girl Cora, and then uh, Priscilla Kelly. I forget her new name. But they um, yeah, they're they're still. I guess they're gonna get them uh, going to uh, soon. You know, Rhea Ripley is now gone officially, so they have uh, some pretty big shoes to fill. Um, as far as that goes. Uh, staying in tag team action, Casey, Catanzaro, and Caden Carter, they defeated Aaliyah and Jesse, Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea from the Robert Stone brand. Uh, things got a little heated. Zia Lee came out. Um, after the fact, she declared Mortal Kombat on Casey Catanzaro, so that is going to set up this match for next uh, for tomorrow night. Um, I don't like saying this because I know Casey is a very wholesome person. Uh, she has great values. She's a great representative in this uh, of the state of New Jersey here, but she needs to cheat. She needs to do something. Bring a <laughs> bat with her or something. She needs to bring some sort of weapon because she uh, is unfortunately in trouble, John DeConi. Yeah, I think that's a, a pretty good assessment. Uh, I think Zia Lee, yeah, I, I'm sure it won't be two strikes and done like the last uh, handful of matches by her, but uh, I do believe Zia Lee will get it done here and maybe need to be pulled off Casey uh, afterwards by uh, Caden. Yep. John Smith. Zaya's gonna kill you. Zaya's gonna kill you. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be Squash City. You know what? I I I believe in miracle. Casey's gonna get it done. I I believe you. We 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 can do this. We've overcome it. If she can get that wall in American Ninja Warrior, she can she can get over Zaya. We can do this. We got this, Casey. Let's go. What is that? The is that the uh, aggro crimes? Hashtag to the moon. Hashtag kiss my grits. Uh, he crashed his Lamborghini. <laughs> and he doesn't care because he has enough money to buy another one. Um, John Smith, I know you're big on over-unders here. So over-under, uh, how many months before he runs out of money? Um, I give him – I'd set it at two and a half months from now. Because you know that's where this is going. He's going to be hard luck Cameron Grimes, and he's just going to be just moping around uh, the CWC. That's exactly where this is going. But this, I, I hope this lasts long. Exactly. Two and a half months of, of Cameron Grimes like this would be absolutely phenomenal. He's going to be offering to carry people's bags and stuff uh, for money. <laughs> yeah, just anything. Pretty much what Father Boss doing on Impact. He'll just do anything to try to get you know, some kind of money so he can get back to the lifestyle that he loves so much. Uh, Kushida defeated Tyler Rust uh, when Malcolm Bivens stopped the match when the hoverboard lock was applied. Uh, smart move by Malcolm Bivens. Uh, Tyler Rust got caught, wasn't getting out of it. He's protected his investment, so uh, Tyler Rust can fight another day. Uh, Leon Ruff defeated – Leon Ruff, very right back on the winning ways. He defeated Isaiah Scott with that crucifix bomb pin uh, that I guess has become his finisher. There was a handshake post-match. In which uh, Swerve punched him because Isaiah Swerve is now a jerk. So he does not believe in handshakes or respects. And then in the final thing that we get to talk about, we talked about it last week. Uh, the big match that we were all waiting for. Uh, it did not happen because when the show started, Santos Escobar pretty much flat out said, uh, screw you guys, I'm going home. 
So uh, they're going to do it this week. It has to happen this week or else Santos Escobar gets suspended and stripped of the interim cruiserweight championship, uh, which would solve a lot of problems uh, with the whole Jordan Devlin situation. But I digress. Uh, I believe we all had carrying cross, but not in any type of squash, not in any type of bad way. Uh, Escobar should get his licks in, hopefully. But uh, yeah, hopefully this is as good as uh, as they're making us wait for it. John Smith. I'm thinking we're not going to get the match again for some reason. I think I think Santos is going to show up, and somehow Cross is going to get like jumped from behind backstage or something. And we're still not going to get this match. I'm not. I'm not getting my hopes up anymore for this match until it actually happens. All right. Sounds good. Uh, going into Impact last week, they owned the night, um, and they they're doing more cross promotion. They uh, they brought over two guys from New Japan, so we are going to bring in our New Japan correspondent, uh, our senior correspondent in Japan, uh, Ryan Joy from MinnesotaBallTime.com. Ryan, we will get to you in a second. We wanted you on screen uh, to get your eyes adjusted to the set and make sure all my lagging isn't driving everybody crazy right now because I can see something's going on in my house right now and nothing's uh, not looking too good. So, uh, But before we get to Finjuice, uh, John Smith, Tommy Dreener had a meeting with Scott Demore. Uh, he's done with Moose. He's tired of it from what Moose did at the end of No Surrender uh, last weekend. And uh, he booked an old school's match because that's what Tommy does when he gets upset. Yeah, and I get when did old school come to mean extreme rules? You know, I, I feel like old school would be like, you know, man, see, why don't, why don't we go out there and wrestle? You know, like uh, boxing, what? you know, what villains. What if doing? Yeah, like Vaughn Villains. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, I miss them. What the yeah. heck ever happened to them? I know, I know what happened to them, but what the heck ever happened to them? <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> I digress. Uh, Tommy and Moose was, was you know, a hard-hitting match. Um, you know, what, what do you say? There's just, you know, Tommy Dreamer plus weapons plus a guy that could beat him up equals a high-quality match. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> You just got to go back and watch it because I'm not going to go sit here and explain him the kendo stick hits one by one or anything like that. It's just a brutal match, and Moose comes out on top, of course. Um, it's a recipe he, for success. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, John DeConi, there was a fatal four-way X Division match. Uh, let's say it's kind of random. There was a title match that we'll get to after this, and then there's everything that's going on with the X Division title that we'll talk about after that. But um, again, the, the meatiest of all auras, John DeConi. Well, it, he didn't land it on Willie, so maybe it's not the meatiest yeah, of auras yeah. he's hit so far. He, he wound up uh, hitting it on suicide. But yes, once again, Trey comes out uh, victorious. And uh, yeah, the, the other. Uh, X Division match was more about the X Division. This match was more about Trey getting a win so he could go backstage and Sammy Callahan could get in his ear again and tell him, you know, you win when it doesn't matter, but you fail in the big spots because you ain't got passion. And once again, Trey walked away from it, but you know, at some point he's going to reach his breaking point. He's going to start throwing fists 
and we're gonna get that Trey versus Sammy uh, uh, program. That all kinds of possibilities there. Yeah, they did announce uh, March thirteenth will be sacrifice. So uh, maybe we can just put a uh, a pin in that right now. Uh, in the exhibition championship match, TJP uh, he defeated Josh Alexander. That was that kind of shocked me, but that that match could have went either way. They started the show with it. Um, TJP got the Mamba Splash for the win, but what an absolutely incredible match. Um, what It was X Division in the ground style, I guess, if you want to call that, which is, you know, you think, like, oh, you take TJP out of the air, and you're dumb. No, you're not, because he can ground wrestle with the best of them. Um, so was it actually a great technical ground wrestling X Division match between TJP and Josh Alexander? And I want to see that again. Um, and I might get my chance, and we will discuss that actually right now because there, uh, Ace Austin was in the office, right? Is that, is that the whole thing where he had the X Cup? Uh, Ace Austin won the X Division tournament. Scott Thorne refuses to give him a championship match. Like, what, what does the guy got to do here? I, I, I got to tell you what a guy has to do. Uh, he's got to first win a six-man tag team match, which will be – uh, tonight on Impact. So you got Josh Alexander, Willie Mack, and Trey Miguel on one side. On the other, you have X, uh, the X-Cup winner, uh, Ace Austin, Jersey guy, Chris Bay, and Taurus. Taurus, Taurus is on fire. Uh, the winning team will have to face each other next week, and then the winner of that will get the exhibition shot. But, you know, before we get to step three, we need step one here. Uh, who wins the six-man tag, John DeConnie? You know, it would be a really fun triple threat if uh, Willie Trey and Josh won it, and you would get you, there would at least be the option for you to eventually get that rematch between Josh and TJP. But I think it's going to be the other uh, triumvirate there. I think it's going to be Bay, Ace, and Taurus. All right, John Smith. Yeah, I, I think the same thing. I I would like to see Ace Austin be the one that ultimately comes out of it, you know, next week too. Yeah, uh, Ryan Joy is like you know Black Taurus probably better than all of us from seeing I guess him in AAA or AAA. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I, I would go with the Ace Austin team, um, and for one thing, for the reason that I think Ace Austin or Black Taurus, one of those one of those two guys is going to make it through to face TJP. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking, too. I, unfortunately, I would love to see Josh Alexander do it again. Um, you know, Sammy might take out Trey. You know, Willie. Willie's uh, wins are tough to come by with Willie nowadays. I, think, I really um, think it would be Black so, yeah. Taurus, actually. And, yeah, Black Taurus is going to be – he's going to be a tough out. Uh, you know, I think if, if, if it's not him, then it has to be Ace Austin pinning Chris Bay because I don't think like, – like, as I mentioned before, if you know the song, you know the song. Taurus, Taurus, Taurus is on fire. <laughs> but Ryan Joy, we brought you in here for the uh, the interpromotional showdown. Uh, I know a guy named Finley, and he loves to fight, and he brought a guy with him. Yeah, so so before we even get – okay, so Finley and Juice Robinson, David Finley, Juice Robinson, they make their Impact Wrestling debut. Uh, Impact was looking through the roster and said, oh, my gosh, we have these two guys on staff. I, we haven't used them in a long time. Let's bring in these guys, Reno Scum. So Reno Scum against Finn Juice in this match. Uh, I forgot they existed, but did you guys know 
uh, 18 and 20 years in the business, Reno's come. That was that, that was a stat they threw out that I did not know. Um, but Finjuice, yeah. So Juice Robinson, um, they call him in Japan the flamboyant Juice Robinson, and it, and he is. He usually has like lots of bright colors and costumes and things like that. Um, he's kind of toned that back a little bit in the last year, but it'll it could come out any moment. They use uh, as the finisher in Impact though. They use the old power and glory finisher, superplex splash for the win. And then old friends from Japan come out, the Good Brothers. Now, the Good Brothers remember Finn and Juice as young boys, and they make that comment. They make that pretty clear, you know. Yeah. They want uh, Finley and Juice to, you know, I don't know, shave their back or something. Um, but Juice says, I'm not a young boy anymore. We will go out drinking with you only if Carl Anderson can make it to midnight without wetting his pants. And there must have been a story there because Carl got real ticked off. But Juice Robinson, David Finley, they're going to be fun on on Impact. And, and once we really get them going, I think they'll probably be in the tag titles uh, picture right away. Yeah, and I guess maybe the, uh, I believe uh, the instructional video on how to shave each other's backs was done by FTR, right? The Revival? Didn't that, uh, yeah, when they were known as the Revival, though. Yes. F the revival. Um, so speaking of beer skis, uh, Rohit Raju uh, got a bottle cracked over his head by James Storm. You know, Rohit Raju was shooting his mouth off at a bar. You don't do that around James Storm. Uh, but then here comes Johnny Swinger, brings Saban and and Storm to Swinger's palace in an absolutely incredible segment where John McConaughey. I mean, I did this to John Smith uh, with Cameron Grimes. I I apologize for stepping on your feet on this one, but if Impact quote of the year, if the, the Connie doesn't go to Johnny Swinger for, if you haven't you haven't felt pain until you've gotten crabs from Bob Seger's girlfriend, if that doesn't win the Connie for quote of the year, I might just be upset. That's the most random thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Link it up to the swing daddy to get that done. But Saban and Storm end up falling in love with uh, with Swinger's Palace, uh, so hopefully they're going to be you know hanging out there a little more often, uh, along with uh, you know Johnny Bravo, who's the car dealer. Uh, Alicia is a, she's a regular there, uh, as well as Fala Bob. Fala Bob's got Adam at the time, so he needs to, uh, I guess he's been he's been hanging around Hernandez lately, right? Uh, Matt, speaking of Hernandez, well, he, Matt Cardona defeated Hernandez after the radio silence. Uh, him and Myers got into it verbally, and then Hernandez uh, jumped Cardona. Eddie Edwards comes down for the save. So uh, that's going to be going. I guess this is going to be Impact's version of the Mega Powers explode between Myers and Cardona, and I cannot wait for that. Uh, we actually had a tables match tonight on Impact. Um, Diener and Jake something. Uh, this, this is just, I don't want to say the, the end-all, be-all of this feud because they're family. They're going to fight forever here, but... Uh, Diener says he's got to go it alone. If he can't get the job done by himself, then he'll face the consequences. So, uh, Ryan Joy, we'll start with you this time. Uh, who do you got in this? Uh, I think, uh, I think Jake something's going to take this match. And I think, cause it'll be interesting to see what the consequences are, if nothing else. Okay. John Smith. I like Diener to take this one because Jake something took the last one at the pay-per-view, so that's where I'm going. All right, the 50-50 buyback. There you go, John and Connie. 
Yeah, I was thinking the buyback initially too, but uh, then when uh, Diener uh, mentioned that you know he was willing to take the consequences, I'm almost wondering, you know, are we just going to see him get beat down? Are we going to see him get beat down to the point where Jake says, okay, I'll join the group, just stop beating, you know, he's my family, blah, blah, blah. So I think just to see how that plays out is the more interesting story. So uh, give me uh, give me Jake something winning this one. Okay. I got Diener. I think it's too soon for that. I think it's like, I don't know, it's too soon to start, uh, you know, beating up Diener for, for losing here. I think he's going to – I'm going to put John Smith. I think he's going to get the buyback here. Uh, he, he was all in. He was the one that did the promo. Eric Young pretty much stayed quiet. Uh, Joe Doring just, you know, sat there. You know, I don't know if you can't remember if he was wearing his fur coat or not, which is borderline ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'll, give me Diener. He, he, he's all in on this one. He's embarrassed about what happened. Um, I think he's going to be extra motivated to get it done tonight. Uh, Nevaeh was so upset that she lost the tag team title match at No Surrender. Uh, so she, uh, told, uh, Havoc, maybe she started looking for another partner. Tenille Dashwood overhears this. Not that she was waiting, uh, not that she was, uh, eavesdropping or anything, but she just chimed right in. Oh, yeah, Havoc, I'll be your partner. Uh, so Tenille Dashwood and Nevaeh had a, a match because Nevaeh was upset. And, uh, Tenille got the win again. So Nevaeh is actually just not in a good place right now. Uh, taking all those L's. Uh, Tenille hit the spotlight kick for the win. Uh, also, in women's tag team action, uh, uh, Deanna Perrazzo uh, went to Scott Demore, uh for the first time, not about herself. She actually was looking out for her friends, uh, Kimber and Susan. She wanted to get them a tag team uh, championship match against uh, Faya and Flava. Um, so Demore said, sure, but you have to beat Jazz and Jordan Grace to get it. So we have a number one contenders uh, knockouts tag team championship uh, match here. Uh, John Smith, you haven't gone first yet, so we'll start with you. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I'll go with the second team, not not uh, Jordan. Well, I, I don't remember who you said the other two were. It was Kimberly and Susan. Yeah, I'll take them. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Deanna's girls on this one too. I just think, uh, yes. Eh. John DeConi, what do you say? Where do you think I'm going? <laughs> yeah, that's my thought too. But the thing is, that's why I, kind of, I wanted to like, like complete my thought here. That's why I let you just pick Jordan Grace real quick. You know, you only have Jazz around for so often, you know, for so long. Um, I don't know if they, they didn't cross paths with with Tasha and Kiara Ryan in the tournament, right? They were on the other side of the bracket. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they saw each other. I think. Um, I think this is Jordan and Jazz. Because I, I still think you, you're building ultimately to Susan kind of turning back into Sue Young. And so I don't think there's going to be any smooth sailing for that, <clears throat> that trio until we see that fall apart. Okay. Uh, now I'm, I'm, I'll just stick with, with Kimber and Susan. You know, this is uh, Deanna's trying to be nice here, uh, trying to be selfless with her friends, trying to reward her friends for the good job they've been doing and keeping her knockouts champion. So. Um, also, last week, they debuted a new show. Uh, it's called BTI, which I'm, I'm assuming is short for Being the Elite. So, uh, <laughs> last week, it was Decay defeating Triple XL. That's not what it's called? Yeah. Before yeah. the impact. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? 
Uh, Brian Joy, is there any matches uh, booked for BTI this week? There's probably there uh, is. Uh, not right now. Don't, don't, no, don't change the channel. Don't tell him. All right, who is it? Follow Bob versus the Swingman. See, that oh, you shouldn't have said this. Our viewership just went down by like 15 people. That's un, that's un, ridiculous. Everyone's just switched over to Johnny Swinger. Once again, anyway, I'm gonna, I'm okay, so, oh, okay, so let, let us know if anything uh, the Swing Daddy. Let us know how the Swing Daddy does. All right, so looking okay. forward to Impact tonight. They own the night. Uh, John and John, we will see you in about five minutes or so. Ryan Joy is just going to briefly discuss um, the weekend in New Japan called Castle Battle. Is that correct with that one? Castle Attack. Two Castle nights. Attack. That was close. Yeah. Uh, so Thursday, they're doing Road 2 shows right now, which is essentially house shows. Um, but occasionally they have important matches on house shows. And this Thursday morning, there is an important match, and that's El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru getting a rematch for the Tag Team Championships against El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. The reason that's important is because it wasn't supposed to be Kanemaru and Desperado. It was supposed to be Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi. But Hiromu has fallen injured. He has a torn peck. He's going to be out for a long time. Yeah. And that has Castle Attack Night 2 implications that they have yet to announce. So that's Thursday in New Japan. You've got that tag team title match. Friday in New Japan is the much-anticipated Kenta versus John Moxley match. Is that this? We're not, we're not even there yet, Al. Oh, not even, oh, that's right. The United States. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the yeah. Friday night, Kenta versus John Moxley, 10 o'clock, comes on right after SmackDown on New Japan World. So you got that match on Friday night. Then you get to Saturday morning, 2 a.m. So it's, it's like literally like three hours afterwards. <laughs> and yeah, that yeah. brings you, you Castle Attack Night 1 which is a lot of like setup matches, so to speak. Like, you know, you have your initial tag match at the top and, and that's fine. Uh, and then you have Yoshihashi versus Tonga Loa, Hiroki Goto versus Tonga Tonga. Those are the participants in the tag team title match for the next night squaring off in singles matches. So that's complete setup. You have a comedy match, Yano versus Chase Owens. The KOPW Provisional Championship is on the line. I slide over here. You can actually see me talk to him. Um, <laughs> Yano versus Chase, o Chase Owens. It's a strap match where the objective is to remove all the turnbuckles while being attached to the strap. So that's that match. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. I, I take Yano in that all day. Oh, every day you want to take Yano and take it off turnbuckle pads, 100%. Absolutely. Tomohiro Ishii and Jay White, it's a grudge match. Um, there's no title on the line here or anything like that, but these two have been going at it for months and months and months and, you know, sprinkle the win here, win there. So uh, this is kind of to blow all that off. And then in the final match, you've got Kazuchika Okada versus Evil. Again, no title, just a long-standing grudge match. Uh, and that main event's Castle Attack Night 1. Castle Attack Night 2 is where you have all the title matches. So starting with the third match, you've got that tag team title match I was talking about before. Uh, G.O.D., Girls of Destiny, facing Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto for the IWG Heavy Tag Team Championships. The man pictured there is Hiroshi Tanahashi. He'll be defending the Never Openweight Championship against the Great Okan. This will be Tanahashi's first defense, and the Empire 
which uh, is Will Ospreay's group and Greater Khan's part of that, they have not been exactly winning a ton of matches. So uh, this is kind of something they need to get going. <coughs> the, the semi-main, Hiromu Takahashi versus ELP, that was supposed to be for the junior championship, but they have not announced yet what they're going to do about that. Hiromu Takahashi is out for the foreseeable future with that torn pack. Yeah. Uh, and then in the main event, Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito. Now, the interesting thing here is Naito has also been out with injury. He's supposed to make his return on Thursday. So uh, he may only be holding on by a thread here by the time we get to this match. And that's for the Intercontinental Championship, not for the double championship. So mm-hmm. uh, if Naito wins, he will split the belts off of Ibushi. That'd be fun. I would like to see that happening. I don't like, you know, it's it's been two belts for a long time now. I think let's let's separate it. Now you're gonna get the United States Championship match, uh, that belt back potentially, uh, if Kenta can get the job done. Uh, yeah. Um, a couple of other things. Uh, no major league wrestling this week. No new episode anyway. They're they're airing a classic show, so um, I think they're preparing. But they did announce Never Say Never for March. Um, I can't remember which, which day in March, but it's a normal fusion day that they're going to do it. So that's kind of their signature event. And then on the ring of honor side of things, Shane Taylor will be challenging for the ring of honor world title against Roosh this weekend on ROH TV. So uh, check your local listings where you can find that, but Shane Taylor promotions, which is Shane Taylor and SOS. They won the, they won the six man championships last weekend on Ring of Honor television. So Shane Taylor has the opportunity to be a double champion. And if he is, when we get around to the 19th anniversary show, which is their next pay-per-view in March, he'll have to defend both belts that night. So as well as Jonathan Gresham. So all titles will be on the line. Nice. So stacked lineup between New Japan, Ring of Honor, MLW taking the week off. So yes. It's a great weekend in New Japan. Yeah, that's looking forward to it. Looking forward to hearing you talk about it. I know you and Travis talk New Japan all the time. I had to miss your show this morning. I apologize for that. Uh, but I know you guys hey. love talking about it. I love listening to you guys talk about it. Um, I like how you're my number one correspondent, but Travis is yours. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, um, we're gonna, oh, go for it. I was going to say, while, you, while you're uh, bringing the other guys in, I just want to mention that I think Bobby Lashley is going to win the championship next week. So I wanted to just cast my vote there. And um, and uh, Zia Lee, I think, is going to destroy Casey Catanzaro. Yeah, sorry. Why? Get off me. Get, you know, <laughs> like, you're, you seriously just picked the two matches I am most invested in right now, and you just picked Jerick. Well, <laughs> sorry. I was feeling the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, switching gears to AEW, Ryan, we're going to stay with you uh, in all less wrestling because um, NXT had a six-man tag team match, but AEW did as well, and they had some heavy hitters in this one. Yeah, Lance Archer, Ray Phoenix, John Moxley against Eddie Kingston, The Butcher, and The Blade. Honestly, as soon as you get The Butcher in the ring doing those lunges to warm up, your night's made. Right, like that's the yeah. you know you see that and you have a little laugh and it's it's fun. Um, you don't even doesn't even matter what happens after that. But what did happen after that? Yeah. Eddie Kingston <laughs> hit John Moxley with his spinning back fist, which he usually uses to finish people. And Moxley didn't even leave his feet. <laughs> he just kind of stumbled back and then immediately hit the paradigm shift for the pinfall victory in this match. 
Um, that wasn't kind of the end of the evening, though, because the Good Brothers came out, and then Omega comes out, and they take they take Moxley down, and Omega announces that he doesn't ever think this thing's going to be done with Moxley until they have, you know, if they can't have a regular match, they're going to face each other at Revolution, but it's got to be the stakes have got to be higher, so they're going to have an exploding barbed wire match at Revolution. I don't know what that is, but it sounds dangerous. Yeah, I, I said I, I, I struggled with the adjective to say what kind of match. Unbelievable. Um, I know on social media, uh, somebody on behalf, and this is the one person you want to be like, you know, good luck, guys. Somebody on behalf of Terry Funk is wishing these two luck right now. Like, have fun. Go get it. Go get the job done. So if you got Terry in your corner, um, if Terry's excited for this, then I'm excited for this. Um, man, that guy's went through hell and back about 17,000 times. So, uh, like I said, you know, good for that. You know, Terry's given him uh, a little, little bit of you know, the rub, right? Is that what they call it in the, yeah. the wrestling world? Rub. Um, and coincidentally, so, they had Dory uh, Funk Jr. there last week. Dory, Terry's. Oh, really? Yeah, that he was he was at Dynamite last week. Nice. Uh, stemming off this, um, they announced at Revolution, they announced a ladder match, uh, the face of the Revolution, right? I believe it's called Ladder Match, where the winner will be the number one contender for Darby Allen's TNT Championship. He is not defending it. He's in a street fight uh, against Team Taz with Sting. So uh, they announced three guys already. They announced Scorpio Sky, Cody Rhodes, and, uh, and Penta, John Smith's best friend, Penta. Uh, so you got three guys in there. How many guys total are going to be in it? Six, right? Nine? I think it's six. I don't know that they actually said, but I think it's six. Okay. They're going to have a qualifying match uh, between Lance Archer and Ray Phoenix. Now, these guys were just tag team partners in that war you were just talking about. Uh, Ryan Troy. Uh, no, someone's not going to like that. Uh, Ryan Joy, who do you have in uh, this match here? I don't think he's in it, and now he's not looking. That's funny. That's even funnier. <laughs> it doesn't take much to get John Smith riled up, does it? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? I would like to see. There goes John Smith. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I think at Revolution, it's going to be Cody for the Cody against the Miz, and if oh, Cody. Okay. <laughs> um, I like Pentagon in this or uh, Phoenix in this match because it puts Phoenix in there with Penta, and I think Phoenix in a ladder match where he can run around, do all kinds of crazy things, run up the ladder, down the ladder, um, jump off the ladder, jump with the ladder, jump through the ladder. I mean, all these crazy things. I think Phoenix needs to be in that match. Yeah, the winner's going to be in a ladder match, John Smith, and yeah, that just all signs pointing to Phoenix. If he, I think if he was fighting anybody else other than Lance Archer, you know, like I, I think, a how do you beat Archer? And and two, right? Is that no? Um, <laughs> like Lance Archer is he's not like a schlep here. Like Lance Archer could wrestle in a ladder match. He's not like this is not out of his, you know, jurisdiction. Yeah, you think you? How do you have a ladder match without Ray Phoenix? And I think that Cody thinks that too, and that's why he doesn't want Ray Phoenix in the match because he doesn't want to get outshined by Ray Phoenix. So Lance Archer is going to win this match, and Ray Phoenix might have like a spot to help Penta in the in the latter match. A spot. There you go, John DeConi. Who do you got? 
while, while John Smith makes a painfully good point, uh, I think if you're <laughs> if you're not putting Phoenix in a ladder match, you're cheating the fans. So I'm I'm going to cross my fingers that they do the right thing and uh, Phoenix wins. Yeah, I, I'm put. Yeah, I want to see Phoenix in this match. I just don't know how he's going to beat Lance. It's guy's going to take something for him to do to pin Lance Archers. There's got to be some type of chicanery, and I believe Ryan Joy has an idea what the chicanery might be. Well, I, I want to make one more point, and that is that Lance Archer has, over the course of the last month, maybe six weeks, has really turned. I know his sayings, everybody dies, and people will get all over me for that, but he's kind of turned to a face. And Jake Roberts is really awkward as a manager in that situation. So I could see maybe Jake's going to bring in a new heavy. Maybe it won't be this week, at week, this week, but at some point in the near future, and maybe it is this week, and this is what leads to it, maybe Jake brings in somebody who does a little something to Lance Archer. Yeah, and they have all these promotions to choose from right now. It's not like it doesn't have to be an AEW guy. You know, they're, they're yeah. too worried about, you know, building other guys' promotions than they are about building their own talent. Ah! <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> Cody, make sure you watch the big show, uh, the big, big show, or whatever it's called. John the Connie. Uh, the big show show or the Go Big Show? I'm sorry, Ryan, what was that? The big show show or the Go Big, big Show? Because those are two different shows. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the one was Full House, and the other one's, uh, you know, Rip Off of America's Got Talent. Um, John DeConnie, AEW Tag Team Championship on the line. If there wasn't an inner circle thing going on here, that's what really kind of threw the wrench in the outcome of this match. Uh, you, you kind of didn't know which way they could go. There was a lot of different scenarios that we talked about last week on the Central Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, yeah, this could have been really, really entertaining uh, had Santana and Ortiz taken it. Uh, but, uh, in the end it was the, the young bucks, uh, they, they got the inner circle tossed from ringside, uh, fairly early on. Uh, but, uh, they were able to hit Santana and Ortiz were able to hit the street sweeper on Nick and, and Matt barely broke it up. It looked, it looked like this one was ending early. It looked like, uh, yeah. you know, they had hit their finisher. Uh, then they wound up, uh, Matt wound up outside. He got double power bombed into the crowd. Uh, and while uh, Santana was admiring their work, Ortiz slowly made his way back into the ring and got uh, snatched up for a roll-up victory. Uh, and that's just where the fun began, because after that, the inner circle all came out and attacked. Uh, Omega and the Good Brothers watched from backstage while uh, Brandon Cutler tried to make the save and got uh, powerbombed by Hager on the, on the, the staging setup there. Uh in the end, it wound up with uh, a lion tamer and salt of the earth side by side in the middle of the ring, and mm -hmm. both of the bucks tapping uh, for the good brothers moseyed on down there to help them out and clear the ring. And I uh, even ended up with Jericho giving a shove to pop a buck in the stance. You know, I, it was a couple months back, we were kind of poking fun at Kenny Omega for all those late saves he ran in about 10 minutes too late. To save Adam Page. Now we saw what he was doing. He was he was trying to contact. He was watching the Do we go? Do I go? Do they go? Do you know? It was maybe just a conversation he had himself. But that was such a Kenny Omega thing. I was I lost it when I saw he was watching on TV. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't save people. I remember this. I've seen this before. <laughs> they all learned from the master Humberto Carrillo. Yeah, Humberto. <laughs> 
Bumpshead's uh, going for that one. Yeah. Did you even get to the finish turn? Uh, speaking of bumps and, and, and stuff like that, Stink took a pretty uh, healthy powerbomb uh, last week. Uh, Paige snuck him with a powerbomb, slammed him down pretty hard. Uh, and it seems like Sting is okay. So uh, I guess maybe was that the test? Was that uh, to make sure we're okay with everything? Because my heart kind of jumped. I'm not really the biggest Sting fan there is, but my, you know, I don't want a guy's health to be jeopardized here. Uh, my heart kind of stopped a little bit, hoping I'm like, oh my god, I think we just killed Sting, you know? Like, but uh, it looks like this. I guess this thing is gonna be quiet. I haven't read any reports or rumors or whatnot, so. Um, I guess going forward with that, I know Cage and Starks are fighting the Varsity Blondes tomorrow night. Um, and then actually last night, I, I was unfortunately, I was not able to watch it, but the Women's Eliminator Tournament continued uh, with four more matches. Um, we have here, we'll put the brackets up here, Nyla Rose and Britt Baker, they both advance um, to the semifinals. Uh, they will face each other tomorrow night. That's going to be the match that we pick. Thunder Rosa and Rio will be airing uh, on Bleach Report on Sunday, as well as the Yuka Sakazaki and uh, Ryu Muzunami. Uh, oh my God, Mizunami. <laughs> I, I almost can't do that smooth sailing. I tried, but uh, yeah, Yuka and Rio they got the wins uh, last night as well. Uh, so here's the brackets the way they are right now. So uh, going forward, like this is going to be tough. I mean, a lot of us have the good doctor winning this thing. Um, and we knew that we kind of had her uh, facing Nyla Rose in this round. So, John DeConi, um, are we changing picks here? Uh, is Nyla scare you at all? I mean, as far as uh, picking, uh, you know, against her. And <laughs> yes, yes, Nyla scares me quite a bit, I, but uh, uh, I think. Uh, I think uh, uh, Rebel and the Good Doctor will find a way out of this one. Uh, so, uh, give me Britt Baker. Yeah, we all wanted Ty to win that match. We just, I just, <laughs> my, no I, I, she's, tough. Yeah, she's tough. Ryan Joy. Oh yeah. Britt Baker. I, I still have her winning this whole thing. I think the win over Nyla is a signature victory. The win in the next round is a signature victory. The big thing is, I don't know who she's going to face after she beats Sheeta for the title. Wow. Okay. John Smith. When she yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got to stick with with Britt. I, I called her before the brackets even came out. So. Okay. Uh, Adam Page and Matt Hardy they teamed up uh, for the last time uh, because uh, you know, like I said, the week before, Page pulled the old switcheroo on the contract. We now know the stipulations of that contract, and it wasn't anything really financially. Uh, per se as you know taking x amount of monies per you know per paycheck but adam page is going for back quarter uh, matt hardy's first quarter earnings of 2021 which includes everything i'm assuming uh private party has won uh has earned him so that's going to be a pretty healthy check that adam page is competing for uh matt hardy i kind of want to say matt hardy actually did read this contract because he had Isaiah Cassidy dressed up as uh, the Jaguar mascot uh, to jump Adam Page out. So I think that was a little bit of a ruse that Matt Hardy pulled on Page. But, you know, Matt Hardy's like, why don't you reciprocate? And for whatever reason, Page said, sure. You know, he didn't have to, but why not, I guess? Put unnecessary money on the line. Sure, I'm on that. But uh, so that match 
will take place at Revolution, uh, the big money match or something like that, I believe it's called. Uh, but in the meantime, tomorrow night, uh, Ryan Joy, uh, Hangman Page is going to be going against Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, probably not in the Jaguar suit this time, though. That's right. Hangman Page is going to come out with a win in this match, too. Uh, I don't see any, any scenario where Isaiah Cassidy wins, even if he gets interference with Mark Quinn or, or Matt Hardy. I, Adam Page's got this match. Now, John Smith, I, I failed to mention before I threw it over to Ryan, um, after, you know, you know, uh, the jump, the beatdown of Adam Page, the Dark Order came for the save. Uh, Johnny, Johnny's not letting this go. He, he's in love here, you know. <laughs> hey, he's still going to catch him on the flip. Yeah, that was <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I got Paige winning this one. All right, John the County. Yeah, I'm I'm with those gents. I'm gonna Paige. Okay. Um Shaquille O'Neal and Jade Carl Cargill were uh they showed a video of them training for their upcoming match against Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet uh by shooting free throws. So apparently that's how you train to become a wrestler. So once the snow clears out of Jersey, I'm I'm going to put up a basketball hoop, and I'm going to start training to become a wrestler. So that's going to be, you know, watch for my debut. I'll let you guys know when it happens. Uh, FTR defeated uh, the Seidels after a big rig. Uh, then FTR went to cut uh, Mike Seidel's hair, but the Jurassic Express came down for the save. Luchasaurus uh, has a new mask with a new set of horns. Um, they will be having a match uh, next Wednesday on the March 3rd. Um, with uh, the Cody and Shaq, uh, that'll be on March 3rd, as well as the two title matches on NXT. So March 3rd is going to be a big night, all because the NBA All-Star Game is now on March 7th, and Shaq can't be at wrestling for that. Uh, John don't Smith! Under, don't undersell Tully Blanchard making his in-ring return. I do. Yeah, the, the, the FTR is going to be doing that for us. So, uh, John Smith, uh, I think he... Are we starting a new fan club? Here, are you the president of the Luther fan club now? Yes, I am the uh, the flagship member and still the only member of the Luther fan club. <laughs> uh, I I just I just love what he does. I love his his look, even though it's so ridiculous. I you know I everything about him just screams jobber. I love it. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a fun couple a couple minutes before before. Ke- Orange Cassidy beat him. I mean, he um, Serpentico, you know, distracted um, Cassidy in order to, to give Luther the uh, the advantage. Luther got a couple couple hits in before he got power bombed on the outside, which was pretty brutal looking because he's such a thick boy. That's yeah. a two seed and a Q. Uh, <laughs> so he, he finally gets back in the ring and gets Orange punched for the victory. So. Uh, Luther serves a purpose, and I love him. There you go. <laughs> he just screams out. Here's the, uh, the entire card. A couple matches I didn't get to. Uh, Hager's going to beat up on Brandon Keller. Moxley's going to beat up on Ryan Nemeth. Uh, and I believe, yes, yeah, and Cage and Starks are going to be beating up on the Varsity Blondes. So I guess maybe you can call half this card uh, AEW After Dark because uh, it was going to be pretty one-sided. So... Uh, that will do it for AEW and pretty much our show, uh, except now we get to talk about uh, number seven on my all-time uh, favorite wrestling, uh, WrestleMania match list. Uh, we are now at number seven. 
started at 30. Uh, this one is a, just near and dear to my heart. Uh, but you know, if you if you if you know the backstory that this how this match wasn't supposed to happen, and I don't know the stories, so I don't want to tell tales out of school. I mean, Hulk Hogan uh, didn't want to lose to Flair. Flair didn't want to lose to Hulk Hogan. So uh, they had a whole press conference after Ric Flair won the Royal Rumble and won the WWE Championship. It was supposed to be Hogan. Then they flipped it last minute, and I couldn't be even even happy. Like what came out of that and what we got in this match between Ric Flair and Macho Man Randy Savage uh, was just absolutely amazing. Uh, it didn't, you know, it was, it was the mid card main event. Uh, Hogan did up main, uh, main event in WrestleMania against Sid Justice. Uh, but this match, WrestleMania 8 stops after this match. The first five matches of eight are absolutely amazing. Um, and this was the main event of that. And uh, the story going into this where Ric Flair. Uh, was actually Elizabeth's uh, love interest before Randy Savage, and he was superimposing uh, himself into all of Randy Savage's personal pictures. It was just absolutely amazing. And uh, this feud didn't end here. Uh, they, kept, you know, Savage won the match. He, uh, Flair really worked over like perfect hit a chair shot to the leg. Flair uh, really worked it over. Savage got a roll-up pin for the win, uh, hooked the tights, uh, even uh, a face Macho Man Savage. That is not below Savage at all. He will cheat as good as the rest of them, even as a good guy. And he had a handful of trunks on that one. We'll call spade a spade there. Uh, but that feud kept going, and they continuously worked on Savage's knee all throughout the summer uh, until Ric Flair made Savage pass out to the figure-four leg lock to win the championship back. I want to say sometime maybe like in August or September. Um, right before Bret Hart beat Ric Flair. So, uh, yes, for the WWE Championship. And because of that, there was a quote in a WrestleMania article, and it was specifically about that match, a quote from Ric Flair that I stand by to this day, and I absolutely love it, and this is what I look forward to. And this is why it's so big that The Miz did it once, and I would love for him to do it again. The greatest honor a wrestler can have is to walk the aisle as champion at WrestleMania. Ric Flair got to do it there. Uh, it's a very short list of people who have done it. I'd say maybe about 25, uh, 25 to 30 all time. A couple times, you know, Hogan, obviously multiple. Uh, but Miz is looking to do that again as well. So uh, let's get to some of the announcements here. Oh, that's hey, one point, one point on that uh, WrestleMania 8 match. Howard Finkel at the end said, and once again, that World Wrestling Federation champion. Yeah. A unique announcement for Howard. He didn't do that when, you know, anybody else won it for the second time. So it was just, uh, just kind of a nice note. Yeah, I didn't think, think it was just awesome. Um, on to the giveaway. Uh, if you'd like to win this Jim the Animal Nyhart Orgot picture, courtesy of Sideline Sports and Memorabilia, all you have to do is go to this video on YouTube or the link that should be posted if you're watching this on Facebook. Uh, get to the YouTube video, hit the subscribe button to the Eastern Observer and the I-95 Sports Network, RKO that notification bell, and make a comment on this video with the hashtag EWPAnvil. We're going to be announcing the winner at 200 subscribers. We are almost there. We need maybe about five to ten more people. Uh, let's start sharing this. Let's start subscribing here, people. This really, we didn't think 200 people would be that difficult to hit, but for whatever reason, this contest is taking longer than I thought it would. But Jimmy Anvil Neidhart is a Hall of Famer. This is a legit picture with a legit autograph courtesy of Sideline Sports. Um, we're looking to give it away. So hopefully sometime soon, within the next month or so, we'll uh, be able to announce a winner. 
the primetime rundown sponsored by uh, powered by StreamYard with Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob Luca is now airing at 6 p.m. on Friday nights as they take you through the world of sports right here on all of the Eastern Observer platforms. For more on from information on this great show every Friday night, please go to theeasternobserver.com. Tune into the Daily Wrestling News Show Monday through Thursday at 10 a.m. and get your morning cup of joy with Ryan and his band of merry co-hosts and special guest interviews, uh, which is also right here on all of the Eastern Observer platforms and networks. The Body Slam Brigade newsletter is has nearly 4,000 subscribers uh, who receive this column every single Friday. Make sure you go to minutes2belltime.com to subscribe. The Body Slam Brigade by Ryan for you for free. Every Thursday on the Eastern Observer, uh, we have a special World Cup of Wrestling tournament. Uh, it is a 12 article special. I believe this is article number six or five. It was four plus one. So, yeah, so six maybe, somewhere in there. But it's uh, the first group of the international division. We went through the United States brackets uh, in the previous four episodes. As you can see, Edge uh, is pictured here. Edge is in this bracket. He was uh, representing the eastern section of Canada. Uh, Canada has so many great wrestlers in it. I decided to divide them up in half. So on the eastern side, Edge will be joined by his brother slash best friend. I guess whatever point in time you want Edge and Christian to be together. Uh, joined by Christian, Kevin Owens, Bobby Roode, and Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. They will be representing Eastern Canada. Please make sure you check out who they're fighting and what they're doing. And don't be afraid to comment on uh, who you think would win. If I'm an idiot, if I'm a genius, uh, please feel free to let me know. The Black Cats and – oh, that's not – NYC, listen to me, being silly. The Black Cats NYC, their new album, Free Cake, is now out on all of these music platforms. Uh, YouTube, Pandora, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere that you can get your music, you can get the Black Cats NYC's new album, Free Cake, Play Loud. And this one is for the ladies. Uh, if you're upset with the whole process of putting on your eyelashes, let me tell you about these new magnetic lashes that my wife is now proudly selling. Look for, uh, take a look at this picture. It is that simple. You put on an eyeliner, which is magnetic. There's 10 tiny magnets in the lash. They latch right on. And please make sure, uh, if you're interested in this or more information, you can please contact my wife on the Facebook group page, Steph's Lovely Lashes. And make sure you can get these amazing Tory Bell products. It's not just lashes. Apparently, uh, they have something that's, uh, again, new to me. I'm learning all about this uh, women and makeup stuff. Uh, something called a, limp, a, lip, a lip plumper. No idea what that is. But they're selling like wildfire. My wife has already done about you know five orders or so, getting them out. They just launched that product. I have no idea what it is, but apparently uh, the female gender uh, completely does. So please make it's sure. A, it's, a lip, uh, it's a lip plumper, not a lip plumber. Okay. Yeah, plumper. It makes their lips more plump. 
You said yeah, Palmer, and the, yeah, so you I, take the plunger. Now, <laughs> can you do that again one more time? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that again one time. This is a kid's show. Come on. Be I think this is gone. The Get your head out of the gutter, Smith. <laughs> Get your head out of the gutter, Smith. Uh, and also, as we've been mentioning all show, uh, the show is always sponsored by ProWrestlingPickem.com. Uh, please make sure you join up today. Sign up. Uh, get a couple shows in before the season's reset after WrestleMania. You can play against us at the Essential Wrestling Podcast public pool. Or you can your own, and then you can play against the universe. Uh, join us back here next week, uh, every week at 6 p.m., uh, 11 p.m. if you're overseas like Gary watching. Uh, we love uh, listening to you. love how you guys comment. Uh, please make sure you join us on all the Eastern Observer platforms, um, the Pro Wrestling Pick'em page, the Minutes of Bell Time page. You can join us on YouTube, or if you need to listen to us on delay, we are on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and uh, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. John Smith, anything else you want to make fun of me about before I leave? No, I'm good. I got nothing for you today. I hate the Miz. I hope he loses his title next week. (laughs) I think we've uh, covered all. We've covered all the bases here. Sounds good, Ryan Joy. Tune into Daily Wrestling News Show on Friday for the interview with Georgia Smith, daughter of the British Bulldog. Oh, good. That got rescheduled. Good. Yes, that makes me happy. All right. Thank you very much. That's the wrong button. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we love you, uh, but we love Alexa Bliss more. Two pictures in one day. We love you, Alexa Bliss. Uh, don't ever change. We're looking forward to uh, what you're doing to Randy Orton. That's actually that was some gothic stuff. That black stuff that came out. Maybe it was maybe it wasn't Papa Shango. Maybe it was her. Who knows? <laughs> Tegan, we miss you. We love you. You gotta be getting together soon. Training with Captain Marvel right now. I cannot wait for her to return. Thank you very much for joining. I'm going to remember this week. John DeCon, you can say it twice because I forgot last week. I apologize. Take it home. All right. Thank you for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. Future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> this is champion. Ah!